Good morning. Well, it's great to be here this morning. Uh, I've, I knew your senior pastor, Steve, when he was just the associate here. That goes back a while. I actually had him come and share in our church in Lake Cowichan uh, when we did our first 911 dinner for the police fire, and he was my speaker. He did a great job, and that was 30 years ago. So he did great. <laughs> um, when God moved me from pastoral ministry into chaplaincy, uh, like most guys, it took a little while to get my attention. But what excited me about it was one of the things that puts whole families back into the church. And that is really neat. Because as a pastor, I saw a lot of people come into our church, mission groups kind of thing. And I see our young people leave, go this way, that way into ministry. And this is one of those ones where it's a whole mission with a difference. It puts whole families back into church. So when I'm riding with police officers and visiting fire halls and that and talking with them, and when they get to a point when we, well, sometimes I just remove spiritual roadblocks so God can come closer to them and they can come closer to God. Um, one of the exciting things is when they ask about church. I had one officer ask me, he was going to a church for a little while, and he was asking, how does the Bible work? I thought, but I came from a Christian background, it was pretty explained, pretty simple. And uh, so I explained to him, at the front, there's an index with all the books of the Bible. But it's kind of like the Motor Vehicle Act. If you're looking for a certain thing, like John 3.16, you just flip through till you find John flipping by at the top. Stop, go to chapter 3, paragraph 16. Oh. And I said, if you watch people in the church flipping, you can see if they're starting near the front, the middle, or the end. And that's a good way to start flipping if you're new. By the way, how come you didn't want to ask your pastor... I didn't want him to know that I didn't know. And that's part of that culture where they have to be in charge and take control. So there's times when I remove those spiritual roadblocks so God can minister to them, they can minister, and God can answer some of their questions. I had a police officer talk to me about prayer, and he says, well, if prayer works, Prove it. <laughs> I can't prove it. You have to prove it. God has to prove it to you. Tell you what. What is it you want God to do? And I'll pray with you. Well, I lost the battery out of my flashlight. It's a rechargeable battery. Like, there could be a hundred bucks. <sighs> okay, let's pray for that. So we're driving around in a Tahoe, and we stop at a light. He prays. I pray. My prayer was probably different than his. <laughs> Lord, I don't know what's going to happen here, but I really hope. <laughs> so we're driving along, and uh, I don't, can't remember now because it's been a couple of years. A squirrel, a cat, something ran out. He just hammered the brakes. And out from underneath his seat rolls this battery. <laughs> I'm thinking, one for God. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I'm looking. He glances down and looks up. Is that it? Yeah. <clears throat> Want to try it again? No. <laughs> we drive off. <laughs> it's an interesting opportunity. I'm there as a guest from the Christian community into the police, into the fire world. Uh, this is the commercial part, just so you know. So I've got some newsletters at the back. If you want to receive a newsletter, it's got some generic prayer requests that I put in monthly. And over time, gives you a snapshot into the police in the 911 world. You can sign up at the back. And you have to print because I've got to be able to read it. If you want to support the ministry, I'm not going to wrestle you for that. That'd be great. Um, and we do give charitable receipts. And that's between you and God. One of the things, it has some great, uh, it's very much a foreign mission field right here at home. Go to the next slide. I found out foreign missions, they have their own customs, their own language. It's suspicious of outsiders. The 911 world, wow, are they suspicious of outsiders. They have their own language. They've got their 10 codes. I was with an officer. We're stopped at a traffic light, and somebody's walking, crossing the crosswalk, and he goes, there goes a CCV now. Ah, yes. What's a CCV? <laughs> Criminal code violator. He's a bad guy. Yeah, I should have picked that up right away. Yeah. <laughs> um, they have their own culture within our culture. And God has opened up the door and allowed me to go in through the prayer of individuals because this has been going so well. Some of the off many officers think I'm paid by the government. That'd be nice, but I'm not. I'm, I'm there by individual believers like yourself. Uh, we'll go to the next one. We'll just go ahead, Gary. Introduces families to church sometimes for the first time. That's true. Our culture has, has changed so much in that when I ask, Where, what's your church family background? I'm getting a lot of... Uh, think great-grandma's a Lutheran? We're Lutherans. Ah, yes, okay. I've even gone to church with them when they're telling me they're going to church for the first time just so I can help them through the hymnal, through the... Because it, it's... If you're here for the first time with no church background, church is a little daunting at times. Although I will be able to recommend this church because they've got coffee, a nice area there. It's, it's, no, it makes people feel comfortable. That's very nice. Uh, my time's almost gone. I'm able to share Christ with them when it's appropriate. And I have to be able to remember the question that person asks me in case it's a trap. And I'm found in standing in front of the inspector or the officer of the detachment with my heels together because you're proselytizing in this detachment and you got to go. I have to be able to remember the question that says, no, he asked me how I got here in ministry or why I'm doing this. 
I have to be able to remember that, because not everybody wants the chaplain in the detachment. I'm going to finish off, because I think we're almost at the my 10 minutes. It goes quick. Um, God opened the door to the police department. I figured out why, because once you're in the police department, you can drop down to the other agencies. I was directing traffic on the Sukahala at an accident in this jacket with the RCMP. The fire department was cleaning up and they were getting closer and closer. And the fire chief, after we got real close, says, our guys see you a lot. How'd you like to be our chaplain? I said, I'll have to pray about this. And the door opened with Langford Fire. So God opened it up to another 60 some odd people plus family. The last count, I have contact with 500 people in police, fire, including their spouses and whatnot. One of the things that we're doing lately is we're putting on barbecues for one of the detachments. Well, that's a funny story I'll have to tell you at the back because my time's pretty much gone and I'd like to be invited back. So, <laughs> any questions, I'll be at the back. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ben. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting hanging out with Luke day in and day out and just hearing about firefighter stuff. I'm like, all right, dude, I get it. You're awesome. All right, quit it. I want to talk about, like, music and Bible and stuff. He's like, no, no, dude, I, like, repelled out of a window using a magazine. You don't understand. And I'm like, okay, that's awesome, Ben. Thank you. Um, is Glenn Preeb here? I don't know if I've seen yet. There he is right there. Okay, Glenn. Yeah, we want to welcome Glenn up this morning. He's going to be um, talking about our refugee uh, family and kind of life here in Canada. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's welcome Glenn to the stage. Thank you. They're not refugees anymore. The newcomers. They're a family right here in Canada. And a lovely family indeed. Ben, that was a great talk on chaplaincy. Uh, I just finished 15 years of chaplaincy with seniors and uh, love chaplaincy so much. Such a non-denominational ministry and uh, interdenominational actually and just really cared for the people there. So uh, retired from that and enjoying retirement and now helping out with life in Canada. So we're going to shift gears here. And I've, I've been asked to speak for 45 minutes on... Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm just joking. Uh, a few minutes on <coughs> life in Canada. That's what we call our team <clears throat> that's looking after the ministry for the Mamunga family. <clears throat> Excuse me. So how does the way that we live look like when you've been transported from Africa to live here in Canada? I mean, they're, they're used to sitting on the, on the ground, and they come here, and uh, we're sitting on chairs and benches and things, and it's so different for them. I can remember I took them, uh, when they first got here, I took them for a walk down to Glen Lake, took the whole family down there to Glen Lake, and, and uh, these massively huge, giant fir trees and cedar trees that we have here on, on Vancouver Island, they, they stood under these trees, and they just looked up in awe at the size and at the height of these trees, and they were amazed how big they were. Uh, the mother, Majuma, uh, she, would, she had such a tremendous good laugh when she saw the disposable diapers ha we have here in Canada. But now she puts them on the baby like an old pro. 
Uh, Kevin and Becky Clark, they have a good story. Uh, they take the families to different outings, like to parks, to playgrounds. And uh, they were in this one particular park, and there was a number of dogs in the park, and Mumba, Mumba the daddy, says uh, that they were afraid of dogs because dogs where they lived were used for hunting, and so really afraid of them. And Kevin sort of uh, encouraged them and says, well, you don't really have to be afraid of these dogs. Um, most of them are okay, or all of them are okay. And so he got down, and Kevin was petting a dog, and he showed him, look, you can even pet them. Well, uh, Munga wasn't ready to do that yet. But later that, that day, as they were walking through the park, there was this little white fluffy dog. They thought, this one's got to be safe. And so uh, Kevin got down, and he was petting the dog, and he says, look at Munga, you can come, and you can pet this dog. And he says, you want to do it? Well, Munga got get down, got down, and then he takes his hand, and he just strokes the dog, and he was so proud of him, and he says, take a picture of me, take a picture of me, <laughs> petting the dog. So we got a picture of Munga petting the dog. Well, you know, the family, I think, is sit, settling in so well here into Canada, and uh, we welcome them. They come to the second service. They'll be here in the second service, and uh, we're going to look forward to having them here every Sunday. Well, how is this beautiful family fitting in, not only to their house, to Victoria, but into our Canadian culture? Munga, the dad, uh, learned a little bit of English when he was back in the Congo in his early uh, school years. And I tell you, that English and the French that he's picked up since has really, really helped him and helped us tremendously in just uh, in talking to the family and, and talking to Munga. The two oldest girls uh, that are now uh, into school for a couple of weeks now and uh, fitting in well and uh, even making some friends. When, you, when a couple of our volunteers were visiting the home uh, a little while ago, I think it was maybe even just this last week or the week before, uh, they found some African music. And they put this African music on, and I tell you, Grandma's eyes just lit up. She stood up and she started dancing around in the living room floor. And soon the whole family was dancing, and soon they had our volunteers dancing to this African music. It was quite a hilarity of a time. A praise item. We have a tremendous praise item, and that is that we have a family doctor for the whole family now. And that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Great. Answered a prayer there. No more having to wait, you know, at the walk-in clinic for an hour to hour and a half to wait for that appointment. We've kept the family busy. Um, they all have their immunizations now. They've all had a dental and a hearing screenings, and they've all had lab tests. Two times a week, volunteers come, and they'll take them shopping. And our money is funny to them. What's a loony? What, what's a toony, you know? And they're just learning about the currency. They're learning how to check food prices. And they're learning how our funny Canadian food tastes. And uh, it's quite different. Oh, so sweet, they say. A lot of it is so sweet. But we've also bought them some of their African food, so they're still enjoying their ugali. When we've been to Africa to visit our son, and when they were missionaries in Tanzania, we ate ugali. <laughs> Give me Canadian food anytime. <laughs> but that's what they're used to. Uh, let's see here. Uh, another group takes them on to parks, to picnic grounds. That's a fun time and uh, a fun group to belong to. 
We also have a cooking group, and the cooking group has taught them to bake cookies. Uh, and boy, that is good for the children. They love it. And they've also learned to use all the appliances in the house, so that's, that's great. Through it all, there's been lots of laughs. The family loves to laugh, even in taking for a walk. All of a sudden, one will just chuckle. <laughs> and soon, they're all laughing. And uh, it's just beautiful to hear them laugh. They love Canadian people. And they love our church. And they really, really appreciate everything that we've done for them and are doing for them. They are so grateful, and we love them. A tremendous family. Be ready, though. If you do want to help them out and do go to their home and, and take them on an outing, and then when you come back from that outing, be ready to stay. They love company in their home, and be ready to have some of their traditional chai tea. They'll insist. And uh, that's, that's their custom. That's the way they do things. Our ESL group, uh, we can't really get them into ESL until fall, but we're trying to work on that to speed that up a little bit. But until then... We, uh, we've got picture dictionaries in their home, and if you're visiting on the floor like I have and you're sitting there and you, you'll take this little book and uh, it's got different pictures and maybe a child sitting beside you or even mom and dad, and uh, you'll point at a house and you'll say, house, and they want to repeat these words or, or dog or boy or whatever it is, you know. They want to learn English, and the children are picking, up, picking it up fast, and uh, they're doing really well. One area where we really need help, and that is how, to help them learn how to ride a bus. How do you ride a bus? Where do you catch a bus? And all the different transit systems. And if you'd like to help out on that area, that'd really be appreciated. Just take them on a bus ride, wherever. And uh, just uh, teach them where to catch it, what time to catch it, how early to be there, uh, and then how to get off, and uh, just everything about the transit system. We need some volunteers helping out there. What are some other, other great needs that Life in Canada has for the Mamunga family? Um, uh, caregivers as well, like uh, babysitting in the home. When mom and dad have to go out for an outing or an appointment or something, uh, someone needs to care for the children. And just to be there for an hour, for a couple hours, and just looking after the children, really need some helpers in that area. And uh, you know what? We need helpers as well for drivers. Did I say drivers? Yeah, drivers, even in bringing them to church here on Sunday morning. A little, not little, very difficult in finding uh, drivers in this area. And I encourage you to, to uh, consider that as a ministry. Pastor Steve has reminded us many times, hey, we've got to put on the serving towel. And uh, let's go out and let's serve. I'd like to adapt that just a little bit. And, uh, well, maybe put on our, our driving gloves and uh, get behind this steering wheel and let's come and let's drive the Moonga family to church. We've got a sign-up sheet in the Welcome Center. And uh, if you can help out in this area, yes, there's eight in the family. But you know what? Maybe you, can, uh, uh, you and another family could, uh, could work that out together as a group. Or maybe you have two cars. But what I'd like us to do, or what I'd, like I challenge, what, I'd like, what I'd like to challenge you to do is between now and August, between now and August, don't join, don't join the Life in Canada group. We're not asking you to, to join there. Volunteer one Sunday, just one Sunday, a Mamunga Sunday to serve them. 
and sign up for one signing to serve them. And maybe it was, like I say, it's another family because that you have to work with because there's eight in the family or bring two of your cars. And yes, it's going to mean driving to the beautiful West Shore because that's where they live and uh, bring them along from there. They've got all the, uh, the car seats that you need, so there's no problem there. And it might mean switching to the 11 o'clock service because they come to the 11 o'clock service and uh, that would be a one Mamunga serving Sunday. Will you do it? Will you sign up? We'll have the sheet there in the, in, at the Welcome Center in the foyer and uh, we're just looking for one Sunday from, who, from everybody between now and August and that would be tremendous. So I encourage you to sign the list there and uh, the Munga family will love you. They'll come to worship with us here on Sunday morning, and God will bless you for your service for him. God bless you, and when you see the family, hug them, love them. They just uh, love being with us, and they love us as, a, as Canadians, and let's show them our Canadian love. God bless. All right, we're going to keep moving right along in the spirit of serving. And if you were uh, gone a couple weeks ago now, um, we've talked about it a few times. We can't stop talking about it because it's always amazing when it happens. Um, our Serve the City initiative, which is now um, was started years and years ago, way before even I got here, obviously, because I've only been here a year, so a lot longer. Um, but it's, it's taken off into something where it's not just Sandwich Baptist Church anymore. This is now a citywide event that's taking place where um, our church, as well as other churches in the area, are now stepping up and serving the city around them, putting on that serving towel. Um, and it was amazing. If you missed it a couple weeks ago, don't worry, there will be another one. Um, but we, we love it. It's an amazing initiative. I was at Copley Park with, uh, with my family, and I, I grabbed our youth ministry. We went out there and um, talking about, yeah, the generation gap, my three-year-old son, Jeremiah, was um, in full swing and, and helping out when I told him that he was playing on the playground. I was like, hey, buddy, why don't you go grab, like, that vine that's right there? And so he's like, he's like, okay, so he grabs it, and he's starting to pull on it, and that's obviously not coming because he's three, and he thinks he's way stronger than he is. And so he's pulling on this ivy, pulling on this ivy. I'm like, come on, buddy, like, get in there and, and grab it. And he goes, fine. And he, like, goes like to the base of this thing and just starts tugging and just dirt is flying everywhere. He comes out just covered and he's like holding this vine up just with so much victory. He's just like, I got it. I'm like, I love you so much. Yeah, uh, it's so cool. Service City is, is so, so cool to be a part of every single time we do it. Um, I've been now, that was my third one. Um, and just even the year I've been here, it's, uh, it's really, really neat. A uh, couple announcements this morning. Um, and we're just, just so you guys know, um, again, Steve is away. Be praying uh, for Steve as, uh, as obviously God has put this incredible vision and passion on not only his heart but the, the staff's heart um, as we look to go to two locations, go to two campuses and what that looks like. And so this is going to be a time now where we need absolutely everybody. And I know we feel like we're saying that a lot. So here I want to say this. If you're feeling like we're saying that a lot and you're kind of getting burnt out, then stop. <laughs> Don't feel like you, one individual person, have to do everything on your own, if that makes sense, right? So if, if your area of ministry is helping out with the Mamunga family, go and do that, and do that well. If your area of serving is the youth ministry, do that and do that well. If your area is the worship ministry, the, ser the connection team, whatever it is, if you are involved in this church, do it and do it well. Do not feel like you have to get involved in a hundred things this deep. Please, 
Because we can't use people that get, are only this deep in 100 things. Get involved in a couple things really deep. Stay committed because um, we need you guys to, uh, to be healthy, both physically, mentally, and spiritually. So I just want to say that to you this morning. You're feeling like, wow, this is just a lot. There's just going 100 miles an hour. Yeah, I trust me. <laughs> we're, out. we're going 100 miles an hour because that's the speed that God seems to want us to be moving right now. And so um, we're running after him. We want you guys on this journey, but we also don't want you uh, to be compromising values and compromising potentially your health <laughs> um, to be doing that. So few announcements. Uh, membership information. So if you want to be a member of this church and what is what it is doing in this community, and as we move up the peninsula now, um, that's going to be June 14th at 7 p.m. Um, in room 104, I believe, or it's in the back here in the, uh, yeah, in the fireside room. Thank you, Tammy. Um, it's going to be right here in the fireside room. If you have uh, kind of waited or you're like, oh, what's this about? Just come and, and have this informational meeting. Uh, it's going to be awesome because now that means that you become a member of this church, and you're buying in, and that's what we want. We want you guys buying in, and uh, yeah, that's awesome. So relief, Sunday school, volunteers needed for the summer. Uh, I know talking with Lindsay, she loves her volunteers because if you work in the children's ministry, I need to give you a huge like tip of the hat because you guys are amazing. Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, week in, week out, you guys come, and you serve, and you are dedicated. And, and so if you are during the regular school year, if you're here, we want to give you that break. And I know that's Lindsay's heart. She wants to give you that break. Um, and so if you are not involved in anything, again, going back to what I said before, if you're not involved in anything um, and you'd like to help and step up in this area of ministry, we just need a few people to step up over the summer for a few months um, and cover some of the shifts of our regular volunteers, um, Sunday school workers, just to give them that break. Um, Africa Missions Meeting is going to be Sunday, June 12th at 12 p.m., uh, I believe the cards are going to be here to be doing that, and uh, yeah, be there for that. Again, that's June 12th. Find more information in your bulletin, um, and now I get a plug. Yes, I love it when I get to do plugs. Uh, I have a youth parent meeting on June 12th. That's that Sunday. It'll be after every service. If you're normally here on this service, that's fine. We're going to meet really, really quick upstairs um, just to let you know what's going on in the ministry and kind of where we're heading in the summertime. And uh, also, there's some really exciting potential news um, about an app. What? Yeah. Um, intrigued? So, if, uh, if you want to come find out more about that or what's going on, like I said, in our ministry, and I have to just say, um, I love what I do. <laughs> Can I just say, I absolutely love what I do. Um, when I get a chance to call um, a student and, um, who's not doing super great, and when I call... And, uh, you know, gets, I get patched through, and she goes in there on the phone, and, like, the first thing out of her mouth is, hey, how are you doing? How's youth group going? Do you know where you are right now? <laughs> like, do you know why I'm calling you right now? It's because you're not doing so hot. I'm calling you to ask how you're doing, and the first words out of her mouth, I couldn't even get my words out fast enough, and she's like, how are you? How's the ministry going? I miss you guys. I can't wait to get back. I'm like, are you kidding me? That, is, that right there is the reason I do what I do is for the kids who, who, need, who need a solid foundation in their lives because you know what? Let's just be real. Life is, is not easy, especially if you're a teenager. It's not easy. But I want to I wanna do something um, this morning that we usually do, but I'm hoping to do it maybe in a little bit different way. Uh, this morning we're going to take communion. And 
a lot of times I feel like, for myself included, communion becomes a ritual. Uh, communion becomes something that I just do, and I don't really think about it. I don't really, uh, there's, there's nothing really to it. It's like, yeah, it's the bread, it's the juice, that's great. Yeah, I always leave my mouth tasting really weird, and I have to go brush my teeth afterwards because it's like, bleh. But yet, there's something spiritually significant about communion. Whether, whether we practice that or remember that in our, in our, I mean, in our hearts or not. Because some of you know this, but the word communion comes from the Latin, communio, which means common, go figure, as well as the Greek, koinoa, which means fellowship. And it's interesting that, that communion, the word communion that we derive in our English word has, has nothing to do so much with this idea of um, kind of just coming, taking, and going. Right? It's, it's a common Fellowship, and I love that word fellowship. Um, if you guys have not seen it, go on YouTube. This is again youth ministry. Go on YouTube and uh, look up um, "shoot Christians say." Have you ever seen that? How many of you guys seen that video? "Shoot Christians say." Okay, a few of you, awesome. So the rest of you, like ninety-eight percent of you, <laughs> need to go on YouTube and and look up this this video. It says "shoot Christians say," and it's <laughs> it's a little tongue in cheek with with just the things that we say, and sometimes we use the word fellowship as just kind of like, dude, we're, we're just going to hang out, we're just going to fellowship tonight, man. We're just going to fellowship. It was a great time of fellowship last night. And we use it as kind of this just hanging out time. But do you know what fellowship actually means? Fellowship is actually used when we're around a table sharing food and fellowshipping together. When we're coming together as one common body under Christ, and, and then we're sharing usually a meal. And isn't it, Oh, it's not really surprising to me, but it, it's not surprising that, that Jesus used food as a way to bring people together. I've always said this, that Jesus was the ultimate youth pastor, because he was. He took, he took these, these youngsters, these you know, fishermen who were probably in their teenagers, if not maybe their young 20s. I mean, they were really, really young. Don't, don't for a second think they were like these 40-year-old guys. Some of them were. Most of them were pretty young. And so as Jesus, again, the ultimate youth pastor, knows, he's like, okay, I'm going to get these guys, and I'm going to push them, and I'm gonna, they're going to serve, and it's going to be amazing. But the number one way that Jesus always drew his disciples together was around food. <laughs> and let me tell you, from firsthand experience, I can stand up here all day long and go, okay, guys, we're going to go out. We're going to do serve the city. We're going to do a car wash. We're going to do all this stuff. We're going to, like, uh, we're going to raise money for our compassion kid. And this is like, it's seriously what I get. I'm like, oh, that's great, yeah, woo They'll give me a few woos. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to serve a city, and we're going to give you food. Like, their heads snap, and it's like, food? I'm like, yeah, food. Then they're like, woo all right. I mean, then we get like a 1,000 kids coming out. we got to like beat them away with a stick because there's food. And it's not surprising to me that Jesus uses elements of food for us to remember the sacrifice that he gave for us. This morning, I want you to remember as you are eating and as you are drinking, not just even here from this table, but maybe this afternoon when you go home and you're eating lunch with your family. That's the nuance. That's, that's the caveat. You don't have to just remember when it's here at this table with this. this there's nothing special about these elements if, unless you don't make it something special. There's nothing special. There's nothing that's going to save you on this table. This is to help us remember. When there's that common fellowship together, that's when we remember what Christ did for us. When we come together around food, 
And we understand the sacrifice and the broken body that Jesus laid down willingly for us. That's something to remember. That's something to celebrate. And so as we, as we hand out the, the bread and the juice this morning, that's what I want you to do. I, I want you to simply quiet yourselves. I was impressed by the clapping, by the way. My foot was even going. My, my, my southern United States heritage was coming out, and I was yeehawing over here. I mean, it was, it was awesome. But I want us to, to remember the significance of what this table represents. How amazing it is that, that God would come down in, in the flesh and, and as Jesus lived a perfect life, and as he did so, having you in mind, having me in mind, when he went to the cross and looked at the people who were persecuting him, who were mocking him, and said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. And constantly look at us day after day after day, giving us the grace that is needed to wake up every morning. And sometimes I think that grace is just so we would turn and remember and be grateful for the sacrifice that Jesus made for us.